0: This is the
1: SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. Now look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere
0: else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano.
1: Yo, what's up, and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy executive Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano getting you ready for week number nine of the NFL season. And Mike, like so many weeks, it starts with some controversy Because tonight, the Green Bay Packers may play the San Francisco 49ers JV
0: team. (laughs) It's awful, dude. I mean, it looks like they're going through with this game. So basically, for those people uh, who might not be in the know, the Niners have nobody left. Like like on their offensive side of the football, they literally have nobody left. So Nick Mullins will be starting. We know that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is out for an extended period of time due to injury. So Mullins will be the quarterback. We know that it will be Jermichael Hasty, who is a very nice flex in this game against Green Bay, and Jarek McKinnon in the backfield. Okay, so we know that. Now, right now, Jordan Reed has still not been activated to the point where he will be eligible. The Niners have not said he'll be back tonight. So it could be Ross Dwelly, who is the starting tight end. Now, here's where it's get fun, all right? Uh, Debo Samuel... Kendrick Bourne and Brandon Ayuk are all out, either because of injuries or COVID, or both. And I actually texted Kendrick yesterday, and he he seems to be doing okay. Uh, The rest of the wide receivers in San Francisco, well, this is what you're looking at, okay? Richie James uh, and Trent Taylor. And that's about it. There's not much there. I mean, Kevin White's also in the mix there, too. Oh, God. So, so here's right. So here's, here's what I would suggest unless you're in a deep league. Okay. You know, like a Scott Fishbowl kind of thing where there's not much on the waiver wire. You can go out and maybe get Trent Taylor. Okay. I don't know what you're going to get from him, folks, but I guess Mullins has to throw the football to somebody. If it's not Jordan Reed and it's Ross Dwelly, I actually kind of think he could be an under the radar sneaky kind of play if you're really hurting at the tight end position. But this is not, this is not a good week to start any 49ers, uh, outside of hasty, in my opinion. For Green Bay, Aaron Jones is questionable. We're not sure he can go. We know A.J. Dillon's out. We know Jamal Williams is out because they're on the COVID list. Uh, Well, Dillon's on the COVID list, and Williams had uh, close exposure, so he cannot play in this game. So if Aaron Jones can't go, it's going to be Dexter Williams. Now, Dexter Williams wasn't even on some platforms earlier in the week because he's a practice squad player. I mean, this is where we're at, bro. So, and then you'll see Tyler Irvin mixed in as well. So if Aaron Jones is active, obviously you start him. And if he's not, I've got shares of Dexter Williams and I'm going to play him because of volume. And I don't know what I'm going to get, but at least I know I'm going to get maybe 10 to 15 touches out of him. I mean, that's what the projection would be. And then for the rest of the Packers, it's kind of chalk, right? You're going to start Aaron Rodgers. That's obvious. You're going to start uh Devonte Adams that's obvious I think Robert Tunyon will be in a lot of lineups as well and the Packers defense is a very good play uh suddenly in this contest.
1: Yeah no that I definitely uh, agree with you all on those especially the Packers defense. I think that is a pre- a prime a premium play as you start off your week 9 in fantasy football. Obviously as we get into the month of November and get closer to Thanksgiving, these matchups get more and more important, Mike. And a not so important interconference matchup this week. Carolina Panthers travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. DraftKings Sportsbook has the Chiefs with 10.5-point favorites. I think you know what you get from the Chiefs. All that running back situation is still kind of interesting right now. Would you be selling Edwards Hale or are you still holding on?
0: I don't know what I could get for him, though. I mean, that's the problem. Like The numbers have not been there the last two games since Le'Veon's got. and neither one of them's done anything, right? I mean, so the split's been about 50-50 in terms of touches, although the Glide is seeing a lot more snaps. So uh, I'm playing the rookie. The matchup's good. Carolina's given up, uh, what, five running backs have scored at least 22.8 points against them. Uh, they've had two go over 30. So the matchup's really good, but the matchup was good last week too, Corey, and, and neither one of these guys did anything. And the revenge game narrative apparently is dead. So but oh. the glide, the glide's an RB2. You're starting Mahomes, you're starting Kelsey, you're starting Tyreek. I mean, that's that's easy. If you want to roll the dice on Miko Hardman, Uh, or Demarcus Robinson. Those guys are very hard to predict on a week-to-week basis. And for Carolina, we're expecting Christian McCaffrey to come back, and and Kansas City's defense has not been good against the run, so he should have an absolute field day, assuming he is active. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is a fade for me. Kansas City's been pretty tough on quarterbacks. This could be a high-scoring game, so garbage-time points could help Teddy B, but the matchup's not great. The matchup's not great for for Robbie Anderson this week either. I'm playing him. But the matchup's not tremendous. DJ Moore has been so up and down, he's probably going to end up being a wide receiver two or three in this in this matchup as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the, the the McCaffrey thing is something that we're monitoring throughout the course of the weekend. Obviously, you know, for those of you in the SI Fantasy Plus community, you'll get that instant analysis as soon as a decision is made on his status. So you might want to hop on over there and sign up for that right now. All right, let's head on to the next one, Mike. We have the... Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore going on the road to the former Baltimore team, uh, the <laughs> Ravens versus the Colts. You know what I'm saying? They left in the middle of the night in the Mayflower. Right. Um, so, uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, you know, uh, Hollywood Brown, the whole, the whole, the whole squad right there. For Indianapolis is never pretty. The Jonathan Taylor thing has seemed to been a big bust so far.
0: Yeah, man, so surprising. Let, so let's start off with the Colts, right? Phillip Rivers has had two straight very good games from a fantasy perspective, but it was against Cincinnati and Detroit. Now he's got uh, the Ravens fade him, and I don't think that's a a bold prediction. That backfield, Corey, Jordan Wilkins looked like the better back last week, okay? I know Jonathan Taylor's got a a higher ceiling. He's got much more upside. He's dealing with an ankle right now, okay? And I got to be honest with you. I know a lot of people have to play him. You don't have to like it. The Ravens' defense is really tough against running backs. And the Colts are going hot hand. And Naheem Hines will continue to put in a dent to anybody's touches as a receiver out of the backfield. Like, whoever it's, if it's Wilkins, well, Hines is going to be utilized as a pass catcher. Same thing with Taylor. So, Taylor to me is a fade. I mean, if I have depth, I'd be looking to try and start somebody else. Unfortunately, most people don't. Now, their their wide receivers are a disaster. Like, maybe not to the level of San Francisco because that thing is just an absolute mash unit. Train wreck, but you got T.Y. Hilton, okay, he's banged up. And to be honest with you, T.Y. Hilton hasn't done much all season he, long. He's so I don't not only
1: he's banged he, up and he's washed up,
0: right? Exactly. I mean, right. So I don't even know if he's rosterable at this point, right? So you're looking at Michael Pittman, you're looking at Marcus Johnson, and you're looking at Zach the Rascal Pascal. Now, if you want to pull one of those three guys, I guess it would be Pittman. Maybe Johnson's a close second. I have no idea guys, because it's really what hard. Tight to
1: what about tight end?
0: That's what I'm talking. Right. Yeah. Rivers is going to go to the tight ends, but is it Burton? If I had to start a Colts tight end, it would be Burton. Okay. Uh, Mo Alley Cox didn't get much burn last week. Doyle got it into the end zone. Doyle would probably be second, but I feel like he could do better, uh, for, from, uh, from a fantasy standpoint. So, uh, Burton would be the guy that I'd start in Indianapolis, but the matchup's bad for all of them against the Ravens. Now, speaking of Baltimore, okay, Mark, Marking or trending towards not playing. You know what? If I had one wish, well, if I had one wish, I'd wish for something different, but if I had something related to the Baltimore Ravens backfield, it would be that Dobbins would be the guy. He is a better player than Gus Edwards. Uh, Gus played very well last week, but Dobbins is a potential league winner. He was my stash and cash uh, on SI in the preseason. And, he looked really good last week. He had far more snaps, although Gus did miss a little bit of time due to injury. Then came back in. I don't like Gus this week because the Colts' defense is really tough against the run. As long as Darius Leonard's in that middle, of that in middle of that defense, I play Dobbins this week as probably a, a running back three. Um, Andrews, you almost have to play, even though he's been up and down. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a stuff unless unless you picked up like Justin Herbert, okay, and you could play Herbert over Jackson. I mean, really, what are you going to do? You're going to play Lamar Jackson. Of course, you're going to play Lamar Jackson. That's obvious. And then at wide receiver, though, boy, Hollywood Brown's done nothing, but the squeaky wheel sometimes gets the grease, right? And uh, he was squeaking a little bit on social media earlier this week.
1: Yeah, and I think that squeak is something that Lamar Jackson is going to have to pay attention to. So um, I would would think that they start to get that thing hooked up and looking right. You know, Lamar really needs to settle down in the pocket. I think this season will autocorrect for Jackson. But I think he's going to be better for the Baltimore Ravens down the stretch than he will be for your fantasy teams down the stretch. So I would take that into consideration. Um, <clears throat> moving right along, this is a good one right here. NFC-AFC matchup. Seattle Seahawks come to the East Coast to go up against the Buffalo Bills. Seahawks laying three on the road. Russell Wilson's DK Metcalf. That whole crew is humming right now. Kind of saw some DJ Dallas get in the mix last week. Now Baltimore to stop in the – I mean, excuse me, B- Buffalo – has you know kind of slowed down a little bit. The Josh Allen MVP talk is kind of wearing up. We're not getting nothing from Smoke Brown. Diggs is still a guy. That backfield looks very Zach Mosses right now. But Mike, <laughs> I would, I, I would be, I, I would be, I wouldn't be so quick to single out single Terry.
0: No, yeah, you're right. And, and Moss, here, here's what's here's what's uh, most important about what we saw last week. Uh, Moss had more snaps. It was close. Uh, I think Singletary might have had one more touch, but Moss had six red zone looks and Singletary had one. And I think that's how the Bills see Singletary. He is not going to be utilized in the red zone. And so that's big for Zach Moss. This is a game where you're starting everybody, dude. Like when I say everybody, okay, you're not starting maybe Tyler Croft or maybe Greg Olson, but you're starting everybody. Josh Allen's in the mix, right? Uh, Zach Moss is in the mix. Singletary I don't love because of the – uh, the the lack of volume in the red zone, but he's a flex at worst, I would think, uh, or at best, excuse me. You're starting Diggs, that's obviously, so, You know, there's a start him and sit him out there, a column out there written by someone uh, that had Stefan Diggs as a start. Thanks for nothing. I mean, come on, really. <laughs> Help us out a little bit here. Diggs is a weekly starter. Um, So, but I kind of like John Brown, and I know he hadn't done anything. I get it, right? This defense, Seattle's defense, has given up five 20-point performances to receivers lined out wide, another one with 18 points, another one with 15 points, another one with 14 points, another one with 13 points. Like, the floor's pretty good for these wide receivers who line out wide against Seattle. So I think you could do worse than John Brown this week. And I really like Cole Beasley. And Beasley, I get it. He had a bad week last week. Okay, hey, he had been pretty good all season long. But listen to this stat. No team in the league, Corey. Has a lot more catches, more receiving yards, or more fantasy points to slot receivers than the Seattle Seahawks. Beasley's running about 23 routes per game out of the slot. This could be a high-scoring game. I really like Cole Beasley. On Seattle's side, it's chalk. You're starting Metcalf. You're starting Lockett, obviously. And if Chris Carson can't go, we know Carlos Hyde's out. DJ Dallas, although he was awful in terms of efficiency last week, got into the end zone a couple of times. Uh, and he is in the RB two mix again, assuming that Chris Carson can't go.
1: Yeah, the thing with Dallas is, like you said, fish, uh those, those, those numbers. You know, it, they weren't pretty, but like you said, he got in the end zone, and he very well could have an opportunity this week, and it could lead to more end zone uh, finishes because obviously the Seattle Seahawks can run the. I mean, can get the football up and down the field. So Dallas is a guy that I would be paying attention to this week. Um, you know, it could be on your wire, whatever. Or you know could be stuck on your bench if you got some issues. I don't think DJ Dallas. Dow- I think you could do Washington than DJ, DJ Dallas. The Chicago Bears travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and the crew back at home, going up against a pretty tough defense in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Nobody really likes the Bears offense. They kind of go up and down. Tennessee though, can they get that running game going this week?
0: Well, I'll tell you something. If anybody's going to run on Chicago, it will be Derrick Henry. He's an obvious must-start without question. I think the question marks for Tennessee in this game are, do you go with Ryan Tannehill? His numbers haven't been terrible the last few weeks, but, you know, it's been 17, 18 points. We're, we're expecting a little bit more. Uh, and, and the Bears' defense has been very good uh, for the most part, although Drew Brees, which two weeks in a row, has absolutely burned me. <laughs> I'm thinking, he's got no huh. wide receivers. Don't play on the matchups aren't good, and we'll get into that game a little bit later on against Tampa Bay. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, this is one of those weeks where if you've got Herbert, if you've got another, if you've got maybe a guy like Tom Brady, you could easily have Tom Brady and Tannehill because Tannehill was drafted as a QB2. You may be looking to fade Tannehill this week. Um, he's still startable. I mean, he's still got a pretty good floor. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't avoid him altogether if I didn't have any better options or maybe my other quarterback uh, is on a buy this week. But Corey Davis is, is uh, this one here is a little bit of a risk for me. Now, I, I get it. He's coming off a big game. You know, 128 yards and a touchdown, 10 targets last week. That was the Bengals, all right? Chicago's defense has been really tough on wide receivers. They've allowed just two touchdowns and the third fewest points to the position. And the Bears have only allowed one wide receiver to have more than 15.1 fantasy points against them while lined up on out wide rucks. So, I'm starting A.J. Brown without question. Corey Davis, eh, the the numbers may not be there this week. And Jonu Smith, geez louise, where the hell did he go, Corey? I mean... He was like, we were talking about him. Oh, he's a must-start top five. The last couple of weeks, he's been terrible. So you, pl- you maybe you play him. Uh, you start him with absolute caution, though, uh, this week. On the Chicago side, it's Montgomery because of the volume. It's Allen Robinson. And I don't know that I'm trusting Anthony Miller or Darnell Mooney on my fantasy football team, and I'm not starting the Bears defense. So there's not much to like. You know what?
1: Um, every week on um, Wednesday, myself – Bill Enright and our guy Frankie. Oh the,
0: man, that's that's a talented trio right there.
1: it's uh, it's it, 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 it gets very spicy on the bull market fantasy podcast, Love right? It. So every week we have this this segment that we end with called Fade Fabs. So basically, the segment is we take some of your DFS plays yeah. and I ask the guys if they agree with Fabs or do they want to fade Fabs,
0: and they just be like, you know what, Fabs sucks. <laughs>
1: They didn't like your tight ends this week, and that, and that reminded me of your John New Smith uh, commentary just now. Well, because he's really cheap.
0: Exactly. That's why. He's really cheap, and tight end is a dumpster fire right now.
1: Every so week, bro.
0: That's that's why I put him in there. It's not that I have a lot of faith in him. It's that he's cheap. I mean, he's at like $3,700, $3,600 this week on DraftKings. So at that price, I'll be like, all right, I mean, I'll roll the dice on him.
1: No, no, I, I I agree with you. I think it was a split decision, actually. To be honest with you, I think Bill was like, "Nah, I can definitely see the price point," and and and, and you know, Frankie is a little bit out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love so, I love nah, he, he's nah. Frankie's the man. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's go. Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is in Duval County. Yes, this is in Duval yes, County. Is. You got the Texans taking a trip down there. Deshaun Watson been pretty not bad this season, but. Nothing around him. I, I I don't get it. They still have Will Fuller. They didn't make the trade at the deadline, send Will Fuller to the Packers, so Will Fuller is still there. And then when you look at the other side of the football, it's just James Robinson's the number one rookie running back. Outside of that, you know, nothing to really be excited about.
0: Yeah, I know. Robinson should have a very good uh, afternoon, too, because Houston's not been good against the run. The only thing that could go against him is game script, right? Uh, but basically, you're starting all of your Texans for the most part. And that, that actually goes down to, to uh, Randall Cobb, who's been pretty good lately. He's not putting up huge numbers, you know, but his floor's been pretty decent. So you can play him as well. I believe he had 19 in the game before the uh, the Texans were on a bye. So Watson's an obvious start. David Johnson's a good play this week. The Jaguars stink against the run. So I have him ranked as a borderline RB1, RB2, although at times it looks like he's running with a piano on his back, but he's still getting the opportunities. Uh, Fuller's obvious. I think Brandon Cooks is, is a pretty good play. Heck, Jordan Aikens, if he's back this week, I could see him being in some lineups uh, for some fantasy fans, especially uh, in DFS. Hell, I even like the kicker this week, Kaimi Fairburn. I think he could be a nice play. For Jacksonville, though, Jake Luton, okay? I don't know much about him. Uh, Mike Dempsey is my co-host on Fantasy Dirt on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, by the way. And he covers the Jaguars, right? He's, he's uh, their radio voice. And he says, all I know about him is that he's really big. <laughs> like, he's tall. Like, so I, do you play DJ Chark this week? I mean, like, honestly, DJ Chark has done nothing for three straight weeks, right? Or three straight games. And I don't know what kind of rapport he has with this with this Luton kid. And the only players lined out wide who've had big games against the Texans, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, and Adam Thielen. I like DJ Chark. He is not on that level. So, He could be a fade like for all I know, maybe Luton's going to absolutely have tunnel vision for him and just throw him a ton. I don't know, but he's a risk to me. He's a wide receiver three to me. And I don't know that I like anybody else on that Jaguars roster at this point, uh, maybe as a desperation flex play, but there's a lot that we need to know that we don't know right now. We had no preseason Corey. So we have no tape on this kid as an NFL player.
1: I do have a Luton autographed rookie card. So I hope he becomes Joe
0: Montana. Ah, nice! <laughs> you want to have a whole investment there,
1: right? I hope he becomes Joe Montana, but that's neither here nor there. New York Giants, Washington Football Team stinker of the day. If you live in the New York DC areas, that means you have to watch this game. Um, so hopefully you have. So hopefully you have the Red Zone channel and can hang out with Scott Hanson. How is Scott Hanson, Mike? You ever met Scott
0: Hanson? Dude, he's, he's like my buddy, man. Yeah, yeah. I know he's Scott good, very he's well. He seems like a cool dude, right? You know what I'm he's saying? He's a very, very good guy, very knowledgeable. Uh, also, somebody who uh, has, has a very deep faith. Very, Really good dude. I've Actually, always heard that
1: he's a very real, spiritual man.
0: Yes, Andrew Siciliano, who's also a very good friend of mine, awesome. was uh, on the DirecTV version of the Red Zone. He was on my show last night. Uh, both guys, very good friends of mine. Great dudes.
1: Cool, Andrew Siciliano, Siciliano. Uh, a Fordham guy, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Hanson cut his teeth in the Washington, D.C. area. But yes, let's get uh, – uh, I listen, I don't know what to say about this. The, the Scary Terry is
0: still the guy. And other than that, uh, what are we doing here, Mike? So, no, it, McLaurin's a must-start, all right? The Giants yeah. – now
1: nah, uh, he's a baller, yo. He yeah, really I, is.
0: They, they've given up the 10th most points to wide receivers. They've given up an average of nearly 24 points per game. Their receivers lined out wide. McLaurin runs right around 27 routes per game out wide. They do – run him in the slot from time to time, but for the most part, uh, he'll be running those routes on the outside. So get him into your lineup. I think Logan Thomas, you could do worse at tight end. He's had a touchdown in two straight games. I mean, Kyle Allen's probably a a two QB super flex option, maybe, right? Uh, But what about Antonio Gibson? Let's not forget about him. Oh, yeah. He he absolutely pooped all over our Dallas Cowboys, and a lot of teams are doing that. A lot of running backs are doing that. But the Giants uh, have allowed five running backs to score at least 16.7 points against them. So Gibson, who didn't have a great game against them earlier in the season, it was more of a J.D. McKissick game. I think Gibson uh, is in the RB2 mix. And don't forget about the Washington defense against Danny Dimes, who who, who loves to throw interceptions. You know, he drives me nuts. I really liked him coming into the season. And things have not gone well with Saquon going out and the offensive line has had issues. Sterling Shepard was out for some time as well. This guy, he made a throw to Golden Tate, the back of the end zone last week. That was beautiful. I mean, perfectly thrown. And then there was three or four other passes, and I'm like, "What the hell was that?"
1: No, so no, I, exactly. He, You're right. It, it, it's helter skelter.
0: He might not have a job next year if the Giants get the number two overall pick. They may be. Uh, they may I be thought gonna I read somewhere where, where I think
1: I read somewhere where the Giants were going to we're going to stick with Danny dimes regardless of the, the pick. If they
0: have the number two overall pick. I don't know about that. We'll see. Uh but we know the Jets are tanking for Trevor. There's no question about that. So on the Giants side, I, DJ's probably a two key, QB two at best. Okay. Wayne Gallman's actually had a couple of decent games in a row. Washington's yes, yep. defense is really good against the run, man. So I don't know if I'd play Gallman as more than a flex. If you're starting a Giants wide receiver, it's probably going to be Sterling Shepard who has gotten most of the targets uh, since he's been back and Darius Slayton, the numbers have not been good. All right. Uh, back in week six, uh, Washington held into just two catches. Now one of them was a touchdown, but he didn't have a huge game and they've been tough against receivers all season long. So uh, only three touchdowns allowed to wideouts. So I would probably fade Darius Slayton and then Evan Ingram. I, I guess you got to play him. Right. But
1: it'll you hold your nose.
0: Right. I mean, he's dropping passes and, Based on the targets and the snaps he's playing, I mean, he's not been efficient at all.
1: Nah, no doubt. I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, let's move right along. Denver Broncos, Atlanta Falcons down there in Atlanta. Atlanta's a three and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, Denver comes in. Listen, we uh, Denver's such a tough team to handicap, Mike. When you look at the Falcons, I think you know who the pieces are. Uh, what's the latest with Ridley and the rest of those guys?
0: Yeah, Ridley hasn't been practicing, so I don't know if he's going to be out there this week. I would assume he's probably not going to be, but we'll see. Uh, Julio's an obvious must start without question. Uh, Russell Gage could get in a little bit more work this week, um, assuming that Ridley can't go. And Hayden Hurst, they're probably going to play him. He actually hasn't been bad lately. Okay, Hayden Hurst has given you 10 plus in three straight games. But I will just say this. I've got him as a sit only because, my God, that position is ridiculously thin, and I'm not going to give you some scum bums who know what he's playing anyways. I, I want to give people something to think about, right? So Denver's only given up 10-plus points to two tight ends all season long. Like, their defense has been – look, at Hunter Henry didn't do a thing against them last week. So, like, Hurst is probably going to be active in a lot of leagues, Like, and I totally understand it. I totally get it. But just keep in mind, you know, the matchup's not great against Denver. They've been pretty tough. Uh, against tight ends so far this season. And they've actually been pretty tough against running backs too. So like I've got Gurley ranked pretty highly because I'm thinking the volume will be there and this could end up being a high scoring game. But Gurley is also somebody I might want to temper my expectations for. I like Matt Ryan against Denver. Their defense has been vulnerable to quarterbacks this season, even without Kevin Ridley. I think he can still give you, you know, 18 plus fantasy points in this one. And on the Denver side, I'll tell you this. If you're in a DFS league or maybe a 2QB league, Drew Lock ain't a bad option, man. I mean, Atlanta's terrible against quarterbacks. They've been gashed all season long. The position is averaging nearly 26 points per game. That's the most in the National Football League. So uh, you could go in with Drew Lock. I like Jerry Judy this week as well. We're not sure what the status of Tim Patrick is at this point. But Jerry Judy's a good spot to put up pretty good numbers. He had 10 targets last week. And no Fant really like him too because Atlanta's been bad against tight ends as well. And I know Albert. Oh, I'm never going to be able to pronounce his last name right. Ever. 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 So I'm not even going to try. Okay. But he's again. He's been stealing some targets. Fant had a bunch of targets last week. I believe he had seven catches. And very good matchup uh, in terms of the backfield. I don't know, bro. I
1: don't know bro, either.
0: these looked better than Gordon. Like for like the last two weeks, and then and then the game, Gordon didn't play. Rushed for over 100 yards against the Patriots. So I don't know what that split's going to be like. So I guess you probably got to play Gordon as like a two or a flex and Lindsay's as a flex, but this thing's this thing's going to be nuts as long as both guys are healthy. Eh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be kind of one of those guessing games.
1: It, it it very well is. This could be an interesting contest in Los Angeles this weekend between the Chargers and the Raiders. I've seen some people get down on on Josh Jacobs uh, you know, I've seen a lot of that going around with people being down on Josh
0: Jacobs. I will take him. Anybody want to trade him to me? I'll take him. You see his schedule the rest of the year? Get he up.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. You heard it right there. Um, and when you look at the Chargers, what's up with
0: Big Mike Will? Is he is he he's making a little he's making a little bit of noise too now, right? I know, right? So he's been up and down, right? He's had that, he had that one big game, and then the next week nothing, and then another big game. Like he's gotta be rostered. Justin Herbert, god darn it, this guy's been a godsend. He's been unbelievable. Yes, he freaking believable! Like honestly, think about it. Now, now he's he will run with the football a little bit, right, Corey? And most of the most of the rookie quarterbacks who have succeeded uh, across the history of the National Football League have been the guys who can run, right? Like you know, like the Cam Newtons of the world, Dak Prescotts of the world, RG three. You know, he had a huge rookie season. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Vince Young, but um, this guy doesn't run as much as those guys do. But goodness gracious, he's putting up numbers. It's unreal. Um, and, and and I'll tell you this. If you got Herbert off the waiver wire and you got Lamar Jackson on your roster, or if you got Patrick Mahomes on your roster, or maybe Russell Wilson, I'd be trying to trade one of them. Herbert's good. And the schedule is super, super favorable for him the rest of the season. So Herbert has made Keenan Allen a top six, seven wide receiver. Mike Williams is, is certainly uh, a viable three, but I don't know where Hunter Henry's gone. <laughs> Jeez, Hunter Henry is nothing, bro. He's disappeared the last few weeks. Uh, another player that's really a, a very solid option this week, Justin Jackson. Get him into your lineups against the Raiders last week. He led the Chargers backfield in snaps and touches. And Joshua Kelly lost snaps to Tremaine Pope. Well, that's hmm. not good.
1: No, it's, it's, it's not good when you're losing uh, carries to
0: Pope. Um, and then and for hit- the Raiders, Corey, I like Derek Carr this week. Like He had a bad week last week. I get it. Okay, but it was raining and it was nasty in Cleveland. Look at the numbers. Carr had given you 19-plus points in four of his previous five games before the Cleveland game. And the Chargers have allowed 19-plus fantasy points of five quarterbacks, including three in a row and four of their last five. So Carr is in the mix, and Darren Waller is an obvious – I mean, he's the second-best tight end of fantasy football right now. Um, so, you know, telling people to start him is, is kind of you know ridiculous. But yeah. Hunter Henry uh, is a borderline tight end one, I guess, this week. Hunter Renfro, if you want a sleeper – He's in the mix. I liked him last week because Cleveland struggled against the slot and he got into the end zone. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is just so hit or miss, but he, he'll he be in the mix if you're in a deeper league. Uh, Henry Ruggs, if he doesn't hit that home run, it's over. So if you think he can hit that home run against the Chargers, then you can go ahead and start him. This could end up being a high scoring game. though.
1: Yeah, I can see some definitely some points and I see these two teams going back and forth up and down the field. I think the Raiders get the road victory. But then again, the Chargers are very viable uh, 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 too. Um. Let's go down to Big D. Um, It's very problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. I tell you what, if you got James Conner on your team, like I do in a couple leagues, get ready for that two twenty-five and three touchdowns. Yeah, you're
0: looking your chops, man. It's bad, dude. It's so so. This one's easy on the Steelers' side. Starting everybody. Everybody. Okay. Starting everybody.
1: All hands on deck.
0: Start them now, again, guys. You know, go to the rankings. You know, don't come at me and say. I started Ben Roethlisberger over Patrick Mahomes last yeah, week, and you said. Come on, let's come on. Let's be smart about it. But Big Ben's in the mix. Okay, Connor's obvious, right? Um, Juju is in play this week. Yep. Deontay is in play this week, and Chase Claypool is in play this week. The Cowboys' defense has been awful against receivers lined out wide, and I only mentioned Claypool because DJ keeps getting hurt every damn week, right? So, but both players are startable as wide receiver threes this week. Deontay could be a little bit more. Uh, maybe a two. Uh, he, he leads the uh, Steelers wide receivers in targets per game. Now for the Cowboys, this is where it gets, I don't know who the quarterback is. It might be Gilbert Grape. I'm not sure. Gilbert Godfrey. I don't know. Garrett Gilbert. Whatever it is. Could be Cooper Rush. I don't it know. Might, I, it, might be, it might be Jason Garrett. I have no idea. At this point, that might be fun. Um, <laughs> Zeke, th- so in, in Stardom and Sitting, which you can find on SI.com, Zeke Elliott's my sit of the week at running back. I never thought in a million years that would ever happen. Ever. Ever. Guy was a top three pick. He's awesome. Not lately. Look at the numbers, okay? Over the last three weeks, Zeke Elliott is 28th in fantasy points. 28th, okay? And if that's not bad enough for you, he's also got a terrible matchup against Pittsburgh. You know, they've given up, what, fewer than 80 rushing yards per game, the second fewest points. Now, I get it. Gus Edwards and Dobbins had their way with Pittsburgh last week. But you know what they have? Lamar Jackson. Okay. You know what the Cowboys have? Gilbert Grape, or yep. whoever. That's not scaring the Pittsburgh defense from jacking up that line of scrimmage to stop Zeke. If you have depth, Zeke Elliott should be on your bench. It sucks, but it's where we're at. Welcome to 2020. I'd start Amari Cooper as a three. CD, I can't play. I can't play him. Uh, the Steelers have been tough against slot receivers. Gallup's probably a flex, but not a very good one. I'd probably fade him as well. Dalton Schultz was actually pretty good last week. He had over 11 points. At this point, if you get nine points from your tight end, you're like, yeah, that's great. So, but again, question marks at the quarterback position, man. I mean, whoever starts can't have that much of a rapport with these guys. So, uh, it's a tough one. It's going to be a tough week for the Cowboys. Steelers defense is a go. Chris Bod- Boswell's a go. They're all a go. Hell, fire up Franco Harris and Lynn Swan for crying out loud. <laughs>
1: Where's Tony Ramon when you need him? All right, let's go to a pair of young quarterbacks out there in the desert this weekend. I think this one right here should be a pretty good one, Mike, when the Arizona Cardinals uh, host the Miami Dolphins at home. Tonga
0: Viola, Murray. Good game. I don't know what to think of of Tua, though. He had 93 yards last week. I mean, they they didn't ask him to do anything because the Dolphins' defensive special teams basically beat the Rams. I'm not playing Tua. I'm not playing him at 2QB League in all likelihood. It's going to be a fun matchup. You're right. But I'll tell you that dolphins offense I saw last week, you know what? It made me think I really miss Ryan Fitzpatrick. man. <laughs> Fitz- magic. I mean, I mean, did you see the shorts he was wearing in practice? By the way, he's a
1: go- He's a legend. I love him. I love him. He's, in the beard,
0: he's got the short shorts going on. I want him back under the under center for Miami, but whatever. So, uh, I can't start Devonte Parker. He had two targets last week. One of them was a touchdown. He still didn't do anything. Right. Uh, Preston Williams, I can't play. I can't play Mike Gusecki. He drives me nuts. The Dolphins' defense was very good last week, not playing them, not against Arizona. Uh, So the only guy that I might be going to is Matt Breida because Miles Gaskin is on injured reserve. But even Breida didn't practice yesterday. So are we looking at Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird? I have no idea. But right now it's Breida. And the matchup's good. So I think you could run him out, keep tabs on his practice status, folks, though. And then for Arizona, it's a chalk game. Chase Edmonds, I have in the top five at running back, okay? And maybe I'm getting a little crazy, and I've been known to do that from time to time. The volume and the talent and the matchup are all there for him to have a huge game. Uh, Nuke is an obvious start. I could start Kirk as a three. And other than that, Cardinals defense maybe could be in play. could be a top ten option this week against Tua. You know, he's a big name, but we still don't know what this kid's going to do. He's only started one NFL game, and he barely did anything in it because he really didn't need to.
1: Rookie quarterback in their first road game. I think right. it's a good opportunity to fire up the Arizona Cardinals defense. And finally, the marquee matchup of the week. Two old quarterbacks get ready to square off. New Orleans Saints and oh, Bay Buccaneers. going to be fun. Should be, definitely be a good one right here. Maybe the two top teams in the NFC meeting on Sunday Night Football. Um, what's the deal with the Saints outside? Okay, we know Kamara and all that. What's the latest
0: with Michael Thomas? So, he's been back to practice, but I don't think we're going to know until – Hell, we might not know until – if he puts in a full practice on Friday, then I think he could be pretty confident he was going to come back, right? It looks like Emmanuel Sanders is back as well. So we don't know right now. We don't know. And here's the problem. That's the Sunday night game. If Thomas goes into there with a limited practice on Friday and he's questionable, well, then you got a decision to make whether or not you want to roll the dice. Maybe you have some insurance there. Maybe – you know, you have Traquan just in case or Deontay Harris just in case, or maybe you have Sanders just in case. I don't know. Or you could potentially, you know, grab somebody from the Monday night game off the wire or maybe a Scotty Miller who may or may not be owned just in case. Right. Uh, so we, we really don't know. Uh, Kamara, I guess, has a stub toe, but he's he's going to be fine. And this is a this is a smash spot for Tom Brady when you look at the numbers. Uh, This guy's going to be a top 10 quarterback the rest of the way, folks. 43 years old or not, doesn't matter. His schedule, have you seen his schedule in the fantasy playoffs? I mean, you want to talk about Cupcake City, Dick Vitale, all right? Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. I mean, geez louise, give him the Cowboys too, why don't you? Anyways, this is a great matchup. Uh, New Orleans has been tough, uh, has not been tough against quarterbacks. Six have scored at least 19 points against them. Three have scored over 22 points. So Brady's in play, right? The backfield, good luck. I have no clue. You can play Fournette and Rojo is threes and cross your fingers every single week. It's a guessing game. It is. It really is. Maybe they have a little bit more faith in Fournette after Rojo fumbled last week. I, I can't tell you guys. No one can tell you. So it's a roll of the dice either way. Uh, I think you're starting Antonio Brown. Why the hell not? Go out and have some fun. He knows, uh, we know he's going to want to put up a big line. Chris Godwin may or may not play. Um, he's got the finger, but if Godwin is out, AB is in brother. Mike Evans is an obvious play. I think Gronkowski is clearly in play as well. Uh, he's really bounced back after. an. Awful he really has turned season. this season around. You know what it seems like Corey, it almost seems like Tampa Bay sort of put it in the back of the minds. All right, we're going to go easy on you Gronk for like the first three, four weeks. Then we're going to unleash you because honestly, like what other explanation do you have from a guy who's blocking most of the time and getting any targets, to suddenly seeing all the targets, although you know OJ Howard went out too, so that could potentially yeah. Happen. no, the OJ Howard injury, I, th- I thought I thought
1: OJ Howard would have had a big year this year with Tom Brady, but I yeah. think that um I think that injury kind of freed things up for Gronk. And listen, the bottom line of the matter with Rob Gronk, and listen, I've always been first of all when he was at the top of his game, he was being drafted too high for my liking. Yeah. And then obviously the injuries played a big role. I didn't like him coming into this year at all, but this guy's healthy, and yeah. I think that's going a long way to in 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 his production.
0: Yeah, yeah, no question about that. He's uh, and they
1: don't run those kind of routes that he used to run in New England, where he would constantly get blasted up the seam. Mm-hmm. Now it's like he gets he catches a football, he's go out of bounds. You know what I mean? So that's good yeah. for for Gronk.
0: I will tell you this though, uh, as it pertains to this game, and call me stubborn, and I am Italian, so I have been called stubborn before. I don't like Drew Brees again, and maybe I'm going to get burned again. And when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Two weeks in a row, I've been wrong about Drew Brees. He's he's been doing it. Hell, he did it with Deontay. Do you know last week that Taysom Hill had more fantasy points than, like, half the quarterbacks, and he didn't throw a pass, right? That's crazy. So New Orleans is getting creative, all right? But listen to the numbers, okay? The Buccaneers have allowed two quarterbacks to score more than 17 points, too, okay? Their defense held Breeze earlier in the season in week one. Teddy Bridgewater and Aaron Rodgers to fewer than 15 points. They held Aaron Rodgers to fewer than four points, okay? Now, I get it. This could be a shootout, and I could be completely wrong again. The numbers suggest sitting Drew Brees. So take it for what you will. Um, outside of that, Jared Cook's a top 10 tight end this week. If Thomas is active, you're playing him, regardless uh, of the fact that there's question marks. Uh, Sanders is probably in play, too, this week as a wide receiver three as well. So um, could be a lot to like there in this in this game. But that backfield, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that Tampa Bay backfield, Corey. I, people ask me, and I, I says, listen, I know a lot about fantasy football. I've been doing this for a long, long time. There are some backfields in the league this season that I have no damn idea about because it's a week-to-week thing. And I agree with you on that.
1: And listen, the running back, that's why we've seen, you know, kind of a, when it comes to fantasy drafts, that's why we kind of seen the zero RB theory kind of drop off. And it's almost become like fantasy baseball with catchers and position scarcity. And running backs who carry the football three downs, who get goal line work and catch the football out of the backfield, who don't have no competition, is something that's very scarce in fantasy football. And it makes these situations like Tempe Buccaneers very um, tough to gauge. But one thing I will say is as we get deeper into the season, that's when I think we can start to see a guy like Leonard Fournette start to pick up. What does that mean for your fantasy playoffs? It could be something.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. And Tampa's going to go with the guy that they feel like they can trust.
1: Yeah, you got to put Tom Brady because the reason why he's there is to win a championship and he has to be upright to do that.
0: Right. Exactly. Why do you think Tampa Bay is making all these moves? Why are they bringing in Antonio Brown who otherwise may have been considered a, a locker room distraction? Because Tom Brady is 40 freaking three years old, man. They've got one or two years to win it. One or two years. That's it.
1: Yep. No doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there you go right there. Michael Fabiano sit start out on SI.com right now for the sit start flex rankings. You have to get those behind the paywall. SI Fantasy Plus, be like Jerry O'Connell. That's why he signed up. J.O. loves it,
0: man. I think we we may – are we like paying him or something? Because he is all over SI, man. He loves SI Fantasy. I love it.
1: So there you go right there. Be like J.O. and get down with us on this side of town. All right, so there you go right there. Get ready. And everybody, good luck tonight and good luck in week number nine. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Get you ready for Monday Night Football. and Hit the waiver wire. For my guy, Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We are out.